The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather together this Lord's Day in the spirit of the New England poet who wrote, in simple trust like theirs who heard beside the Syrian sea, the gracious calling of the Lord. Let us like them, without a word, rise up and follow thee. The liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, service, and ministry in our midst. And as the spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us here in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
may we pray. Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of this redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Have we truly appreciated the generous gift of God in growth? Have we now, halfway between seed time and harvest, recognized the power of God to give growth? Perhaps in our confession, personal but common as well, we might this Lord's Day remember the gracious activity of God giving us growth. This New England poet also wrote, drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. Take from our souls the strain and stress and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. God gives growth. Have we appreciated that? Even the acerbic Paul apostle to the Gentiles could say of his opponent, Apollos, well, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. As the choir guides us, Lord have mercy upon us, Christ have mercy upon us, Lord have mercy upon us. Let us offer our personal communal prayers of confession. Let us pray. Good news, if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter five, verses one through seven. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge 
and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lesson from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 29 through chapter 12, verse 2. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land, but when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. 
Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all of these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 80 with the Antiphon. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come to save You brought a vine out of Egypt, you drove out the nations and planted it, you cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty setters with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your countenance. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel.
the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 49 through 56. Glory to you, O Lord. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and so it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. The wonder of summer, subspecie aeternitatis, and particularly in a climate like ours, long in darkness and deep in cold, the wonder, that is, of the fourscore summers God gives you at the largest extent of God's favor, is itself a matter for reflection in the spirit of the readings for this Lord's Day, all four of which announce with repeated redolent splendor the grace of God in nature herself. Let us meditate together today for a few moments by taking a homiletical walk down a dusty summer road, 
In the mind's eye and with the sun upon our backs, let us meander a moment and let us see what we can see. After all, Jesus taught in parables, teaching not one thing without a parable. Start small. There in front of your left moccasin moves a lonely red ant, the lowliest of creatures, yet like a Connecticut Yankee bursting with the two revolutionary virtues, industry and frugality. Benjamin Franklin wrote, admiring such frugality and industry and dubious of much dogmatic preaching, none preaches better than the ant, and he says nothing. A good reminder. While we step around the little ant, the little insect recalls others, grasshoppers, flies, locusts, simple creatures. Our dear friends prefer the heat of the West and its insects to the rain of the East and ours. The locusts, burning dry heat, flat arid landscape, lack of water out West would seem to offer no competition. Yet, we honor them, we love them, and we love the virtue of good people like them, farther west than Route 128. And we love the simple rhythms of town life there and elsewhere, summer gatherings, reunions, little league, band concerts, parades. One said, the people there, out there, they are folks with good hearts, and as Jesus taught his students, if people have some measure of goodness themselves, think how good their maker must be. Maybe that is the wonder of summer, to pause and appreciate good people, simple good people, folks with good hearts, east, west, north, south. We can stop up the path just a bit. Raspberries, blackberries, all kinds of wild fruit are plentiful now. Jesus taught us to ask simply for bread and a name. Daily, we need food and forgiveness. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we forgive all who are indebted to us. What the bread does for the body, pardon does for the soul. And one of the gifts of summer is the time and leisure to remember this. A church should be fullest in the summer for this reason, this recognition of our ultimate needs, found in wonder, found in transcendence, found in the invisible, found in God. Would you really want to lead a life bereft of wonder, transcendence, the invisible, and God. Our neighbor has baked some of these wild berries into morning muffins. We stop to savor them with butter and coffee. We listen to one another along the path. So we are nourished by one another and made ready for the next steps in the journey. So our scripture teaches us this morning a love song in a vineyard, a cloud of witnesses, the appearance of earth and sky, mountains covered with shade. Hear the prophetic words, but hear first the broad ground of being, natural background, backdrop, not the nature of ministry, so important, but the ministry of nature to you this summer. Maybe this is the meaning of summer, to pause and make space for real worship, for that which can feed our hungers and set us free for the next adventure. Up ahead there is an old fence. For a river to be a river, it needs river banks high enough to contain the flowing water. For a lake to hold its integrity, it needs a shoreline that stands and lasts. For a field to retain any semblance of usefulness, it needs fences to mark its beginnings and endings. For an individual to have any identity, one needs the limits of positive improvement. 
as Jesus taught about perseverance, and of protective caution as Jesus taught about times of trial. For a life, your life, to have meaning and coherence, it needs those riverbanks, shorelines, fences, and limits that give life shape and substance. We can spend some summertime mending fences, especially at a time and across a country so keenly divided, a house divided against itself. Mending fences is hard work, but utterly crucial. Keep your friendships, all your friendships, in good repair and mend the fences where they need it. Think, heal, write, love. Think, heal, write, love. Some years ago, I came by the same old fence. I was walking with my dad as it happened. We had some coffee and a muffin. Then we started off together down the old road, he to walk with a gnarled walking stick, and I to jog after my own eccentric fashion. But first, for a mile or so, up to the same fence, to the place where the road parts, we walked together. We shuffled and talked a little, remembering the name of a former neighbor, spotting a new garden planted, making a plan or two for later on. We remembered an old friend, an old-style doctor long dead. He remembered that doctor who came to visit him the day his mother died. It's hard when your mother dies, he said. It gets you right in the chest. I remembered that doctor swimming the length of the lake and while he did so, barking various orders at the universe from a good side stroke and at some of his patients along the shoreline riverbank fence, along the virtuous limits that make a life. We came to a fork, one taking the high road and one the low, and with that, an embrace and a word and a glance, and we were alone again. Maybe this is the point of summer, to set limits and keep them, to mend our fences and protect them, to honor one another in faith and love. This is a clear day in our summer reverie, but even so, there are a few dancing clouds, white and bright. We try to make sense of the summer and to make space for the summer and to honor this season, one that brings together meteorological splendor and theological insight. Here at Marsh Chapel, we put together different summer experiences, a wedding and a luncheon one day, a talk on summer reading recommendations, another, a brunch to honor parents, dads, and all, a vacation Bible school for the young, a holiday brunch, an annual summer national preacher series, and fellowship each week on the plaza to allow meteorology and theology to dance well together. There is a dimension of possibility alive in the summer that is hard to approximate in the rest of the year. We alter our summer habits, it may be, not at all to suggest that devotion is less central now, for in some ways summer ought to be the most spiritual of the seasons, but rather to accommodate our life to the necessary rhythms of life all around us. It is astounding to read in the gospel that the kingdom of heaven is hidden, small, lovely, precious, immaterial, consequential, and secret. But so Jesus teaches, teaches us, saying by saying, parable by parable. 
The summer is the season and devotion is the focus of all such wonder and possibility. Maybe this is the gift of summer, to pause and allow a fuller consideration of all the manifold possibilities all around us. A summer wind accompanies us as we walk farther down the dirt road. A fawn, or was it a fox, darts into the brush. The smell of apples already ripening greets us at the turn. More sun, bigger and higher and hotter, makes us sweat. I guess every family has a family secret or two, that one subject that dominates every present moment by the sheer weight of its hidden silence, that one taboo topic that somehow screams through its apparent muteness. Dad's drinking, Junior's juvenile record, Grandpa's prison term, the so-called elephant in the room. True of nations, too, and businesses, and universities, and projects, and yes, even churches. You find it, finally, by asking gently about what is feared. The human family has the same kind of family secret, something we avoid discussing if at all possible, something that makes us fearful, something that dominates us through our code of silence. This is our mortality. Our coming death is the one thing that most makes us who we are, mortal, mortals, creatures, sheep in another's pasture, not perfect because not perfectible, the image of God, but not God. Fear in a handful of dust. Yet we are so busy with so many other things that this elemental feature of existence we avoid. Death makes us mortal. Facing death makes us human. Death makes us mortal. Facing death makes us human. In the face of death, we turn heavily upon our faith. It is the steady and warming wind, the summer breeze of the Holy Spirit that keeps us and strengthens us all along the road. If your children ask you for something, do you not provide it? Imagine then how much more God will provide for the children beloved of that holy, loving God. You are loved. You are beloved. You are graced. You are embraced. You are a child of the living God. Maybe this is the depth of summer to number our days that we get hearts of wisdom, to measure the mystery about us and give over our imaginations to the consideration of our limits. Wonder, meaning, point, gift, depth. May the good and gracious God in the beauty of holiness make of all of us attentive people, simple and true in our virtues of the heart, nourishing and nourished in pardon, disciplined by hard, even bitter fences of peace, inspired by gracious clouds billowing and high, and supported all the day long by a summer wind, a spirited faith in the face of death, and a bright willingness to continue to journey, travel, learn, and grow. Wonder, meaning, point, gift, depth. May we find a little summer beauty this morning in the ant, the berry, the fence, the cloud, the breeze, and life itself. Amen.
Please be seated. We now come to the time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer and lift up our lives and ourselves to God. Please assume an attitude and posture of prayer by either remaining seated, standing, kneeling, or coming to the communion rail as we sing together our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord. Treasuring your promise to hear us when we call, we pray for the church, those in need, and all of your creation. I will end each petition with, Lord, in your mercy, and the response will be, hear our prayer. O God, you have given us your word. Like a fire, kindle its flame within and among us. Empower us to do the work of breaking down walls, reconciling the divided and building faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You formed the furthest reaches of the universe, yet your spirit dwells within each life. Be the companion and keeper of every creature and redeem all your creation in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You rise up to rule the nations, Bless grassroots movements and guide elected officials. Teach the nations to be good neighbors to each other. Inspire us all to share food, land, knowledge, and our arts for the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You rescue those in any need. Be with surgeons, nurses, and all medical personnel who care for the sick, especially those we name before you now. Shelter all who need homes and feed all who are hungry. Comfort those who are bereaved. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the friendship, community, and witness of those gathered here today. Send us out to welcome those estranged from family or experiencing difficult separations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Be with us in the tragedies and troubles of this world and join us and all the saints with Christ in perfect joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All these things and more we ask in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Good morning. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel on this summer Sunday. Thank you for joining us as a part of our community of worship today. Whether you are here in the sanctuary, listening on the radio or live stream on the internet, or later, later via our podcast. In a spirit of friendship, we ask those of you seated in the pews that you locate the red booklets toward the end of each pew at the center aisle and enter your name and contact information. This helps us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. After the service, everyone's invited to join us for lemonade and light refreshments out on Marsh Plaza. Uh, it's a great time to be in fellowship with one another, as the dean mentioned in the sermon today. <laughs> We ask your continued support of our efforts to update the Marsh Chapel photo directory. Uh, please see anyone in the front office downstairs uh, about the photo directory if you are interested in submitting a photo for the directory. Planning ahead to our first week of classes, which is quickly approaching, we invite all members of the Marsh Chapel community to join us for the Dean's Garden Party on the BU Beach located behind the chapel on Thursday, September 5th from 4.30 until 6 p.m light refreshments will be served. For all other news and upcoming events, please visit our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as the chapel website at bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now as the ushers wait upon us for our offering, may we remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
great healer who fills the earth with life and hope. Guide us to use these gifts to be vessels of your love to others so that others may feel your meaningful warmth. Through Jesus Christ, whose hope we claim. Amen. through the pulses of desire, thy coolness and thy balm. Speak through the earthquake, wind and fire, thou still small voice of calm. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen.